Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Swinging at Shins, your favorite Premier League podcast. Today on the show, we have myself and Woodsy. Woodsy, how you doing? Another day in paradise, brother. Another day oh. in paradise. Oh, come on. That's corporate talk. We don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rhett is not on the show today, unfortunately. He is very busy with lots of other things going on, but that's okay. Um, today, we're going to talk about was Virgil van Dyke's red card a straight red card? Probably not, but we'll discuss. Uh, West Ham can prove to be a chore this year. We kind of slept on them. Uh, last year, they were a sleepy team. They kind of slept on themselves, but we'll also discuss why they have seemed to reemerge this year. Um, but first, we're going to open up with uh, Jenny Hermosa. Hermoso, sorry, pronunciations here. <laughs> it is hard to say. <laughs> you want to go A, but you can't because it's O. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on? I like obviously we know what's going on. Oh no, Woodsy dropped out. Um, well, that's a little technical difficulty. Uh, but hopefully he will be back on in a moment. Uh, anyway, Jenny Hermosa, Hermoso. There we go. He's back on. Dipped out. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened either. My, my computer, uh, my computer just kissed me, and it, uh, it just—I <laughs> was like, "No, get off!" And it fell away. Um, anyway, no, I haven't uh, really started into anything other than the fact that <laughs> uh, saying her name wrong again. But well, we're we're gonna get it right. It deserves to be right because I I I gotta support her most of with with what she's been been going through. I mean, this this Rubiales guy is. I mean, he's a turd. He's an asshole. He's an he's asshole. A, we can say that, right? Yeah. I mean, we can get away with that. what a terrible human being he is, and to have, uh, you know, basically the 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 people that are backing him uh, in this federation and and throughout uh, Spanish football, um, you're, you're I, I would say to them, you're just disgusting. You're disgusting yep. human beings. Uh, for doing this to this woman at the peak, you know, one of the, the peak moments of her life has to be over overshadowed by this piece of shit uh, uh, UEFA Massage guy that next. runs with the Spanish FA. Yep. Um, I, I, I'm I'm pissed off uh, yeah. for for her, and I shouldn't be. You know, I, it's 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 something that shouldn't happen. I shouldn't have to be pissed off about something that happens after a match or something that happens. Um, you know, that, that shouldn't be happening at all. And here we are, you know, having to talk about that. Um, so yeah, I'm pissed off for, for her. She deserves, she deserves a lot better than that. Uh, not only from, uh, from, you know, the, the, the footballing world, but from her own federation and, and just the, the Spanish media is, is disgusting as well. I, I can't yeah. even, I don't even know where to begin with them. Uh, there's people backing him, uh, calling for him to stay in his job. I, I, I'm just, they're going they're bewildered going. by by the, by the stances of of some of the people that are around this gentleman. That, that uh, I don't even uh, like saying. His don't name. even call him a gentleman. He's not that. I know. I know. I think that's that's insulting to the to, to dirt. Um, it, I, I, I don't know. It's so bad to the point where family mem- family members of Ro- uh, Robles Robles um, Rubiales Rubiales. Uh, and media are pressuring uh, Hermoso's family, friends, and whoever she's in contact with to pr- 
pretty much lie and say, you wanted this kiss. You, you wanted this to happen. And that's, if you look at the video and I'm sure it's around the world, it happened in live television. It happened live that she wanted no part of what he was offering. And, yeah. and there, and, and, and some of the other girls that were getting kissed too. Them not on the lips, but the other girls that were getting kissed too, it's, I don't think they wanted that either. Why would you? It's awful. You're not you're not in for the kiss, hello. You're in for yeah. the trophy. I don't yeah. want like any solicit offer unoffer from you, you know, like fuck piss off, you know. It's it's disappointing, and I I'm proud of the other soccer players whether it's her national team and or Spanish uh, players around or other players surrounding it that know about this because who yeah. doesn't know about this at this point, backing Hermoso and giving her support. And there has been a few players in the Spanish uh, international players who aren't playing for the international team until they, you know, get justice for Hermoso. So, a lot of uh, Real Betis guys, uh, you know, Borja Iglesias, mm-hmm. uh, Hector Bellerin. Uh, I think, uh, I believe Isco actually uh, said something as well. Isco, the uh, former Real Madrid man, mm-hmm. um, said the same thing as well. I mean, uh, and, and the, the fact that this guy was even allowed on the pitch after what you saw in the stands, that's right. another thing that I, I think needs to be brought up is, is he was already – um, I don't know if he had been indulging in beverages uh, or what uh, prior to the game or during the game or what it is, um, but his actions up in the booth should have told everyone who he was with that he should not be on the pitch. Yeah, right. No, um, we can't have him down here. Yeah. I mean, the guy the guy was absolutely obnoxious, right. uh, and the cameras caught it, which is hmm. the, the best thing, but because now you can, you can see what this guy was before There's- the moment. There's the build-up. There's evidence for the moment. Yeah. Um. You know. So I, I. I hope this gets resolved to to the to the like likeness of of Hermoso and and yeah. the the women on that team that that to be honest with you had one of the better sporting triumphs of the year. If you really watched that team and paid attention to that team, they were clearly one of the better teams and one of the more fun teams to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of storylines with that team and and uh, it, it all gets ruined. By this yep. scumbag, you know, and and uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be an episode where Matt's language kind of takes a, a dip, um, <laughs> so be prepared. But uh, I I've I've had a lot to get riled up over over the last you know days and, and week or so since the last show. Mm. Um, this in particular, uh, the more I dove into it, the more I read about it, and, and you you know you and I've been texting back and forth and messaging and yep. and it's it's. It's every morning, it's something new, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> every morning, one of us is messaging each other to find out something new. And it always seems to be a story change on uh, the the president's side. Not yeah. No point has Hermosa, Hermosa changed her story. She's always said, and it's been consistent, that I did not want this kiss. There is nothing that I, I did not say that I wanted this kiss. It was uncomfortable. It You know, all those things she had not changed her narrative whatsoever. And yeah. Louis, Louis was like, I think it was that Monday was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Ish. And then all of a sudden it flipped back was like, no, nah, never mind. I, it's disgusting. 
it's, it, and, it and bothers it's, me it so much. The type of people that are within UEFA, and it goes again. It starts at the top with UEFA. Yeah. So if if, if uh, you know, and this guy's got a got a pretty high role. So the the one thing that I think is going to save that that Spain will do to kind of save their ass and all this is realize that they have, and this is the the worst part about this that really ticks me off, um, is that Spain is going to try to capitalize off this somehow. So what Spain is going to probably do, and I'm I'm going off of off of what I what I know, what I've heard, mm-hmm. um, and what is coming up. Spain is making a run at the 2030 World Cup. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, they're going to try to make a run there. They have they they're trying to beat out Saudi Arabia. You know, they're trying to beat out a lot of the the, the other the other bids. Their big bid is that 2030 World Cup. Yep. So what's going to happen, in my opinion, they're going to find a way to get him out and and make it act like they like they were sure. doing the right thing by getting rid of him. Right. So that they can be looked at, you know, upon by by the other countries that are going to be voting and saying we did this to, you know. Because it was the right thing to do, and and they're gonna they're gonna you know be be advocates for women's rights when really they're not. They're so not, yeah, you know. So, so that's that is one of the most disgusting things is is that the the Spanish FA, in my opinion, is going to try to do that in order to make money off of a potential World Cup that they may get. And I I could see something that where you know there's a lot of dirty things going on with UEFA. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to put anything out there. I just want to say what I think is going on behind the scenes and what, what I, what I've heard in the past and what I've witnessed in documentaries and stuff like that is, is I think the Spanish FA is going to do everything that they can to utilize this situation, to make it benefit them in some way, which is the most disgusting thing they could do. If anybody needs to be benefited out of this, it, it, benefit is probably the worst word to use. If anybody needs to be, um, um, If anybody needs anything out of this whole thing and support out of this whole thing, it's Jenny Hermosa. That's the start all, end all of any debate. Yep. That's it right there. Um, and and I, I'm I'm appalled that the the sport actually has to get involved in the in the politics of all the, the BS that's going to be around this. Um, you know, it, it it only does one thing. It only does one thing. It hurts the sport. It hurts the sport, and, and and that's just on the the basis of what it is. But you know, you have a, a bigger sense of the, of what's going on, and it's it's just a disgusting act by a disgusting human being. And um, I, I just don't I I don't know why we have to keep going through through moments like this. You I know, know it's it, so... we, we, it's not the first one, and no. you know it should at this point. What what the heck? What the heck are we doing with some of these people? Right. It's. Uh, I agree. It's just a pain. It's a pain that these people are still, you know, I I don't have any more to add. That's what I'm trying. I'm stumbling. We don't have any more to add. We hope that everything goes. We hope that everything goes the way. We we hope that everything goes the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about power too. Everything goes the way Hermosa. It, it should go. Not. This guy's not resigning because he wants the power and he wants yep. the money. And that's the only reason why he hasn't resigned. Yep. So, all right, let's move on to the Premier League, what we actually love and do the best. Or, well, we try to do the best anyway. Um, so, rundown of match threes, match day three scores here. Uh, Chelsea, 3 0 against Luton Town at home. Both of us got that correct. Uh, I don't. Oh yeah. 
I don't know if I'm pretty sure he did. I don't have it up. I, I lie. I have it right. I know here. he had Chelsea winning. I think he might have had a yeah, it was four nil or something. Nah, I had a two. Did he two one? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Bournemouth lose against Spurs two nil. Uh, I'm not sure who has that because I'm not parsing it out right now. But I'm pretty sure everybody. Oh, I think everybody got. Uh, I think we all had Spurs. I think right. Uh, Red actually had Spurs draw with Bournemouth, and then I think you and I had it right. Um, Fulham and Arsenal, neither of us got this. Any of us got this right. It ended up being a two-two draw. Incredible draw. It was. It was a hell of a, I'll tell you what. Hell of a performance by Fulham. I could not believe the way they played, especially going down down a man. Yep. Uh, on a on a bogus yellow. I mean, that's yellows will be the topic of discussion this episode, but. Um, that Calvin Bassey yellow was probably one of the worst yellow cards in the history of the Premier League. Well, so the second one I think was actually second one worth, I get the, worth the yellow. Yeah, uh, the first one, one was pretty stupid. It's the fact that the so I mean, I mean just to go off off a you know tangent here, but um, and I'll get I swear I'll get us back on track. But um, the the rule, if anybody's listening that doesn't know the rule, the rule is. If there is a player still within the box for a, a goal kick, there is no initiative for the player to take that kick. So Bassey, doing the right thing in all honesty, is waiting. And the referee just decides to give him a card for time wasting when theoretically he's doing exactly what the rule is meant for in the rule book. So again, we can go back to these referees all day and we probably will, but they don't know what the hell they're doing out there. <laughs> I think this year has been the worst year. And I don't know if it's because they decided to do too much this year and we're doing yeah. this, this, and this. And now all the refs are like, we have to do what, what, what now? So they definitely obviously know that they can't kick the ball away. They can't get berated. The refs can't get berated. And Guess how many, time wasting. I got, I got a fun stat for you that I read today. Guess how many yellow cards were given for dissent so far this year? This year? Oh, so would you consider dissent also asking for yellow cards or is it dissent yes. as in just, okay. Yes. yes. Um, let's see. There's been three match weeks. I'm going to go with, there's been at least 30. Close. There's been 24. Yeah. Guess how many we had through three match weeks last season. Two. Three. You're you close. Oh. Three. So that's, I mean, you, if, if you see the, the differential there, I mean, it's yeah. its absolutely insane what is going on in the Premier League. And it, and it comes back to these referees being, um, in my opinion, uneded, uneducated, incompetent. And, and in some ways, there has to be some type of, type of and I'm going to say the C word, corruption. There has to be some type of corruption or something going on. Because since Howard Webb has come in, these guys, they have all just shit the bed every single week. Like, there was a... There is a terrible call in every game every week. It's yeah. it was never like this ten years ago. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Even I know. Like this we, last yeah, we got VAR and all that stuff, but Jesus, it wasn't even this bad last season. Like it was, <laughs> it was okay. And you know, always. And honestly, if you're a ref, like just being okay is good. Like as long as you don't blow calls or you don't. Uh, in, make terrible calls or anything like that. Yeah. You're an okay ref. You're a good ref. That's all that matters. But these refs and have been worse than okay. 
Yeah, and, and Aaron, it goes to what, you know, we I think we talked about on the last show with, with Mike Dean. Uh, Mike Dean, you know, came out with a, uh, a stupid thing to say live on air, which, by the way, the next day he, he kind of rebutted on that. And uh, almost, in my opinion, dug, him, dug himself a deeper hole. So, yeah. Um, but these these referees, there's there needs to be a, a, an independent body that either in, in, investigates the referees or takes part of their job away so that there is no um, idea of corruption for people to think about. That's Whether true. that's a, a, VAR, a separate VAR entity, mm. which is separate from the PGMOL, because that's what you need. I think something needs to be done there. But we'll obviously we'll get to a bunch of yellow card and red card situations later. Right. Yeah, so let's move on to Brentford. It ended up being a 1-1 draw with Crystal Palace. Uh, nobody got that. Awful one. game. I watched part of it. Awful game. <laughs> it was pretty tough to watch, to be honest. Uh, Everton and Wolves. I don't know if either of us had that. I know I didn't. I had that as a draw at 2-2, though. So Yeah, I think, um, we, all, I think we all had it as a draw, I think. I, yeah, Rhett had it at a 0-0, nil-nil, and you actually had it as a 1-1. So. Yeah. Yeah, so nobody had them winning, Wolves no. winning. That match was wide open. It was insane. Yeah. But that's what a about save what... by Jose's side. Did you see Dude, that? Dude, yes, the one where he tipped over the bar. Unreal Holy save. Good God, it was Unreal. insane. Everton can't buy a goal, man. I mean, they they just bought a striker, but I don't know. Let's see if this guy can buy a goal because I don't think they can. No, I doubt it. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Manchester pull one out of their butts. Uh, United here against Forest. Forrest went up immediately within five minutes. Yeah. Uh, and then they also said, yeah, we're still Forrest. Again, though, dodgy dodgy decisions by VAR and by the referee. Sure. Uh, first on that red card, which in, in, in all honesty, I, I I could see that one going going either way. It's it's That's one of the tougher ones. The only thing was I don't know if he was a last man back. If I, if I that was you know, the saw the replay. Too. Yeah. Um, it was Bruno didn't really have it collected all that. Bruno or Rashford, somebody yeah. didn't have it collected all that well. And the commentators are like, well, how certain are you that it's actually a clear and obvious, you know, goal scoring opportunity? And I was like, yeah, I think I'm right. I think they're right with that. I don't think it's a clear and obvious because you don't know what happens after the next two drills. Exactly. And that's where the, that's the blurry, you know, section in those, it's those so great. terms. It's, it's, it's so bad. Um, and then that, the other call, the Rashford one, that one too, I thought was a, ter- a horrendous call. Um, I thought Rashford. Oh was, yes. Where Rashford got called for descent or a foul. No, no, no. the Rashford, uh, the penalty. Oh, oh okay. Never mind. The I was guy. thinking of the one where he actually was kicked the ball away in frustration and it wasn't actually. Oh, yeah. her. Which by the way, hit a, hit a ball boy. <laughs> I saw that poor kid. <laughs> like, and then you gotta be kidding me. I don't know. That's a, if well, it was a Liverpool player, we'd have got a straight red, but probably neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, Brighton, Brighton actually lose. Like they got handled. Three to one against West Ham. West so. Ham, this is the team, man. I, I, I did not see David Moyes coming out like this Mm-mm. with a, a perfectly executed game plan. That was one of the more fun games I've watched all year, and for a lot of people, it was one of the most boring ones. But with they, the, you could see the game plan right away, and he executed it perfectly. The, the players I thought were at, were excellent that day. Just it was play direct, play over the top, and you know They're if we had. If we happen to, yeah, if we happen to get Mikel Antonio on the ball and 
that he just had a super goal. And that was, I think, the problem last year with – well, we'll we'll discuss about it. Oh, but yeah. we'll move on. Burnley won, Aston Villa three. Uh, I think everybody had Aston Villa winning, and I think nobody had West Ham actually winning the last I think, one. Did I have the score on that one? I believe you – hold on. Yes, you did. You had the score on that one too. Good for you, buddy. Uh, Sheffield United played a very tough match against City. That was um, a good game. <laughs> played a very None tough None of us game. had that scoreline, I don't think, right? No, no. I think it was a shutout for everybody. <laughs> and even if at that rate, I think we would have assumed that City scored three. They ended up scoring two in that match in like 10 minutes of each other. It was, yeah. it was, it was a match that City – it was vintage City because they weren't quite – City, but they still figured out how to way to uh, figured out a way to win. Rod, Rodri again with a, a, a big goal late yes. on. Um, guy, guy's clutch. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of his. I don't think he's the greatest greatest person from what I've seen. But uh, yeah. damn he's good a, player. Damn he's good a player. Fine player. Love him. Can't can't lie. He's a damn good player. And then what's his favorite? Newcastle one, Liverpool two. <laughs> favorite in a lot of ways. I mean, I'll tell you, it was one of the first. It was one of the only games where I can remember that that uh, the the roller coaster of emotions never hit such a low and such a high during <laughs> during that game. I, I don't think I've seen one like that in quite a long time. You were um, pretty sad when I left the bar, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be tough." Yeah, hey, and then when I you stopped... left the bar. We won. I'm just saying, maybe it was, <laughs> maybe it was the 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 luck of Aaron on our side, but or the ghost of Aaron, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We there's a lot. We, hopefully, are we diving into this one first? Or? Yeah, we're gonna run right into Liverpool because right. Virgil Van Dyke got a, saw a straight red. It was the 28th minute, right? 26, 28, 28th, yes, somewhere in that ballpark. And it was a foul just outside the box against Alexander Isak, who made a meal of it, but he did get fouled personally. Woodsy, just run away with it. I uh, I so straight away I thought. I thought immediately I go, I thought Virgil got the ball. Um, I thought he got it. Here's the thing. Football is a contact sport. It's a contact sport. There's going to be contact in every single instance. I'm sorry if a guy is so soft that if you touch, you touch his, his, you know, his boot at all, he's going to go down in, in a, in a, you know, wake of pain. Um, I thought it was actually one of the better tackles of the season. If you really look yeah. at it and if you look at it fast, um, it looks like a hell of a tackle. When you yeah. slow it down, it looks like a hell of a tackle. <laughs> There's always going to be a bit of some of contact in there. That's just how the sport goes. Sure. Um, I, I've heard multiple people, Mark Clattenburg, I've, I've heard Tom Rennie, uh, 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 you know, multiple people through the media say that that was one hell of a tackle. Uh, that was a great tackle. It's a Virgil van Dyke type tackle. Um, and a lot of people wouldn't even give a card. So that's that's where I think a lot of the Liverpool fans, especially, were kind of thrown off because it, it wasn't a dangerous play mm-hmm. at all. Um, I don't think he, he remember Isak didn't even touch the ball yet. That ball hasn't even been played by him. Yeah, it was barely um, collected. And Virgil gets the ball, so yeah. he he had not touched the pet the the ball that was laid in in through him. So there's a lot of different things in this that that I I thought. Virgil did well in. Now, then again, you look at the way that a lot of these referees are instituting rules now again. You, there is such a fine line where 
a guy's going to go down and he's going to milk it. And the referees are just, they're just not competent enough to realize what's going on. And in the situation in this game, it, the moment was always too big for John Brooks. Yeah. Um, the, the referee, he lost the game after five minutes. He lost oh, for the game. Sure. He had no control over the game. Um, we're going to start off. Let's start off with the Trent Alexander Arnold tackle. Um, Tackle. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, it was a tackle because it was a foul on Trent. If we're if we're starting, starting off first. So, Gordon fouls Trent. Trent. And by the way, he fouled him 10, 12 feet in play, yeah. and he, he 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 literally threw him off the pitch, and uh, no foul called there. But Trent tosses the ball back onto the pitch. And by the way, I, there's a camera angle. You can see how far the ball goes. The ball goes about as far back as Trent flew. So it, it didn't go that far. I was going to say, um, it went you know, about where the throw, foul was. Yeah, For a body to go that far is one thing. Um, so no call on that. Trent gets the yellow. Ridiculous yellow. Yep. Um, by the way, that same instance, there's a camera angle. You can see Jolinton ask for a yellow card that right in front of the referee's vision. Nothing was given there. Mm-hmm. Um, or excuse me, that was actually the, the second one on Trent. That was the one where... Uh, Gordon won the ball, tried to go down the line, um, threw the ball ahead of him like he always does, and and Trent and him got in a, uh, you know, a battle on the on the edge there. That was a foul on Trent. That was a foul on Trent. I'm not gonna lie, that's a foul on Trent. Um, that's Anthony a foul Gordon on him. It, but that's, it's it's a foul on it's a foul on um, Trent that probably that one should have been a yellow, which should have been a yellow. Yes. But the the fact that that they got away with the first one, I thought was a bit atrocious. Right, um, th- it could have been a ma- a, a gimme call, a, a yeah. makeup call for the really poor call for the to throwing the ball away essentially. But yeah, and and the way air quotes around that one too. The craziest thing about this is is you know a lot of people are thinking, oh, the referees were were, were helping Liverpool in this game. One team had more fouls than the other. I can tell you that right now is Newcastle. They they nearly doubled us throughout the game until the end of it. Um, Jolinton did not get carded the entire game. He called for two cards when Virgil Van Dyke got fouled and when Trent got uh, fouled Gordon the second time mm-hmm. or got the or got the yeah. He called for cards twice in the line of the referee. The referee at the second time actually moved him out of the way to give Jesus. the red card to Virgil Van Dyke. So he he basically said, I'm not going to instruct this rule. I'm doing this thing first, and I'm not yeah. even going to go back. So two instances that, that Joel Linton should have got carded for wanting to show a card, which, by the way, uh, there's there's I think there's only a handful of teams that have gotten called for that this year, Liverpool being one of them, uh, which is McAllister. Um, going back to to the Trent, uh, the Trent thing. So there's a camera angle you can also see. Um, which is actually the first angle back after a, sl- a replay of Trent throwing the ball back on the pitch, where Anthony Gordon literally kicks the ball away from Trent on the pitch, down the pitch, and where a free kick was won. So I don't understand what these referees are doing, and it it it, it, it it's it's boggles my mind that that they they can actually institute a rule and think that these referees are actually going to be capable of pulling a rule and, and making it work. They are some of the most inept people on the face of the earth when it comes to doing their job. It's it's like a it's like a meteorologist, except that he reads he reads the the weather backwards. Yeah, you know, like he's looking at a map or he's looking at the green screen and he you know is is making up what he's going on. These guys don't know how to implement the rules. They just don't. 
I think so, they're like like I said before, I think they've been given too much and they don't know what rule to implement at this point. So it's it's they're confusing, they've overconfused and overcomplicated what was more simple to now being okay, well, what do we need to look for at this point? And now there's yeah. no guidance. Yeah, and, and the, the craziest part is that Liverpool committed by the time Virgil got sent off, Liverpool had committed two fouls. Newcastle had seven at the time. So I, I'm I'm so confused as to how the cards came out so quick for one and not the other. Yeah. Um, and then looking at it, I mean, you look at the end of the day, Liverpool got three cards, two yellows and a red, with a I believe it was eleven fouls. Time. And I'm looking um, at it right now. Uh, I believe it was eleven to sixteen or fifteen, something like that. Sixteen to ten. Sixteen to ten. So the, there was there's quite a differential there, especially considering Liverpool did a lot of their fouling in, in the second half. Yeah. Um, and the cards, I believe, were one to three. Um, I, I Jolinton, I especially how he made out with that game without a card is is beyond me. Um, but yeah, I, I the PGMOL, I think, are, are especially with what's going on with Virgil Van Dyke. So obviously today came out that he broke a rule regarding, yep. you know, cussing out the official, deservedly so. Um, I thought I thought he deserved it. Yeah. Um, he called him an, an effing joke, which. Which was said on live, caught on live air, which I think was more than anything. Like if yeah. he, if the camera wasn't panned on him, I, he probably would have gotten away with it because I'm pretty yeah. sure refs have been called more for less. And which is which it just is happened thing. to be on live television and got but, caught. But that's the thing, though. So he, there's other you you can you can even say to this, there's other guys that have done worse. But what are they doing? What are the PGMOL and the FA doing? They're making an example of Liverpool. It's true. Why are oh, they doing it? that? Because it's the only overturn that I believe they've had this year. Um, was McAllister. Oh, McAllister. Yeah. Where they, they were looked to look like fools. And they were fools for that. Yeah. Um, well, it was a bad call, too. They also – and here's this, here's this, too, Aaron. One of the bigger things that I'm going to basically say is that there's, there's certain, you know, cogs in this group here that are always with, the, always with Liverpool whenever they, they have a game. Um, the the McAllister game, the VAR was Paul Tierney, the assistant VAR was Constantine Hatsidakis. Oh, Paul Tierney okay. historically, I mean, you name a game in Liverpool history, he's probably been there and screwed Liverpool over, especially <laughs> the last three years. Um, Constantine Hatsidakis is the guy that elbowed Andy Robertson in the jaw last year and got away with it. Nothing. He issued an apology. So what I want Virgil Van Dyke to do is issue an apology because apparently if that if you do that that's you're golden you can get through with anything we'll forget about it right because that's how that works so let's let's forget about it Virgil just say you're sorry for it. we'll forget about it that's that should be all that happens the fact that they actually want to charge him yeah come on like what the f like it's ridiculous you we we know you guys want to assert your your almighty power because you're untouchable and your referees you know who continuously make make mistakes game after game after game get absolutely nothing. So it's it's I mean let's go Bruno Fernandez last year shoved a referee got nothing. Nothing. Shoved a referee. They lost 7-0 that game so that's a punishment in and of itself. But still shoved a referee in the back, nothing. You can go to the Manchester City at one point we're we're we're, uh, we're charged with surrounding the referee at a game. Okay, they they continue to do it. Everybody continues to do it. Nothing is said after that. Um, Marco Silva, by the way, 
another guy. He's already got three yellow cards this year. He's already said that the referees, you know, are, are an issue to the league. He's probably going to get another fine uh, after, you know, the, this this last incident with Bassey. Um, Marco Silva is the head coach of Fulham. Head coach for those of Fulham. who don't know. He's not a player. He's a manager who is getting yellow carded this many times already. I, I think they're, you know, they're they're trying to make an example of, of Liverpool again. And it's going to be the, oh, people are going to come out there with the bullshit victim stuff. You know, and that's that's expected because that's how low lives work. So, you know, I, I, I see where they want to go with that. It's, and I get it. You know, they, they hate us because they ain't us. Um, but you got you got these referees that are basically getting all these new rules mm-hmm. and and they're picking and choosing when to use them and how to influence matches. And you know, instituting new initiatives should be a flat iron thing. It's it's you either do it or you don't. You yeah. do it all the time or you don't. And you have VAR. Hey, if you want to really institute this shit, have VAR also check on it too. You know, so they they have avenues in which they can actually be good referees. They don't know how to use them. They don't want to use them. I don't know what the case is. That's their prerogative. Um, but the refs are way too incompetent. Howard Webb is a terrible human being, way too incompetent to do his job. And and there has to be a, a separate entity to, to basically make sure that there is no idea of corruption. And, and the last thing I want to make is – if the refs do their job properly, they will be treated like professionals. That tends to help. That's 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 the bottom line here. Do your job properly, uh, appropriately, and, and to the best of your ability. I, I don't think they're doing that. And, I, and that's, that's not a Liverpool problem. It's not. We've it's seen a, it across the It's an Arsenal problem. You look at Arsenal the last, the last couple of years. Have they not had some horrendous calls? Yeah. Manchester City have even had some bad ones, and I hate to admit that they do. Um, you know, there, there's there's some referees out there, and I, and I I think we need a complete and utter changing of the guards. Get rid, get new, get them in there. Make sure they know the rules, and get an independent body that will run your VAR system. That's just the way I think you can fix it. Because I don't know what else. There seems to be like an initiative, and I'm sorry to go off on this long run here, but um, I'm just impressed you haven't had to breathe. It, there's there's not much <laughs> oxygen going in right now, but uh, no, there, there there needs to be something that that is 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 done, and I think you know it'll probably take six, seven, eight, nine game weeks for them to be like, hey, we might have messed up on this rule. We're gonna tone it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Shit's happened like that before. Um, <laughs> Just kind of is what it is, I guess, with the, with the the way the and, and and everybody's in on it. Everybody's in on on the rules being put it through like this. So you know, it's not just the FA and the PGMOL who you know have have uh, are, are made up of awful people uh, that basically you know think they're almighty. But I, I would not be, you know, doing justice justice if I didn't say that the Premier League is also you're 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 in on this. You're you're part of this. It's it's your image, and right. and this is the league that promotes their referees unlike any league I've ever seen. They Baseball. put out they, they don't nobody does this. Nobody I does. Think... Nobody puts out a press release on their, you know, social media, on their the the front of their website, uh, through emails. Uh, nobody puts out things that basically tell you who's refereeing 
stuff. In most sports, you don't. I wouldn't know until probably seven minutes into a, a you know a New York Giants game who the hell the referee is. You know, I like, baseball, like baseball. I think is the only one that's uh, kind of like that in a sense because they have the crew chief and then they rotate for the. Yeah, but it, so but even know, baseball, they're not they're not going above and beyond to, to publicize who it is to let everybody know before the game. Hey, here's who's on. You know, here's who's behind the plate. You know, they're not they're not doing that. They're not. Uh, there, there's no sport I think in the world that does it the way the Premier League does. Um, I don't even think other leagues do it. I I, I, mean, I got to do my research, but I don't think other leagues even do it um, to the way that the Premier the Premier League does. <laughs> I I'm just I'm I'm astounded that. It continues every single week. Yeah. And nothing's done. Yeah, I, I agree with the fact that VAR and Rhett and I have discussed about this before. It that the the way baseball works is that they have their own base in New York City and it's it's its own little, you know, everybody nobody is biased. So it's no. not even it's not even an umpire that's making these calls. It's just People see that know the game that have been explained what to do that are watching this and then they give their call. It's not another ref, a part of the, the it's not another umpire or anything like that. So, I, we're all for the fact that VAR needs to be changed in that sense that it needs to be more independent in that manner because it's not even all right, humans are humans, right? So they're going to make mistakes as well. It doesn't matter how many times you look at a thing in an image or yeah. a video, they're going to make a mistake. It's not robotic. It's not AI. It is what it is. We have still have to live through human age. But it also shouldn't be a ref who could be friends with this ref, who then feels bad for this ref that, you know, can, you know, make them feel better about the call. That kind of thing. Yeah. That's where that kind of gets me is it shouldn't be, you know, hey, I'm looking out for you. I got you kind of deal. And and by the, by doing that, they're obviously they're, they're influencing the outcome of the game. And I'm not saying they do this. Yeah. I'm just saying they could do this. But you don't have to say it. Mike Dean already did. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, he already did. He already said that. He already made it, you know, well aware that, you know, there that he, he gave us one instance where it happened. I can guarantee you there's a hell of a lot more than one instance. Mm -hmm. uh, it, probably just, you know, that week, that game week that he was talking about. So I I see, like, I, I can see something happening in, in the next few weeks where, where the Premier League is like, hey, we, need, we, we you know, we made a mistake or something. We, we, we got to tone it down. But um, it's, it's a, it's, it happens every single game week. And I'm not just trying to say that it's my teams. It's not just of my team. Not. It is literally every team in this league. Yep. Um, but the, but the thing is, like, there actually needs to be a movement to say, let's let's get this sport back on track because it's it's clearly losing a little bit of of um, you know I, maybe it influenced the, the the title race last year. You 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 know I wouldn't know right now. I got to go back and look. But maybe there were instances like this that influenced the title race, and I'll guarantee you there were. Yeah, there I mean, is every possible. year. But you know, it, and, and do you really want do you really want the this this dude uh, in the ugly shirt on the pitch deciding who's going to win the title every year? Or I mean, he on, might not yeah, even let's... be on the pitch. He might be in a broadcast booth. Yeah, you know, and looking down at the video monitors and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's it's it even comes down to that. So I just want to bring up that I haven't given my side of the VVD thing. So I think it was a foul. I think at most it should be a yellow card. 
And there was, um, I can't remember who it was or who I was watching. Some Sky Sports announcer had said, um, if this, if it was like two yards back, it's a yellow. But because it was so close to the box, they felt the need to give a red because it was, it seemed like the opportunity to call for a uh, clear and obvious scoring opportunity. Which, which again, which I just want to say with Allison Becker and goal, there ain't nothing clear and obvious about scoring <laughs> right there. Well, even like you still had Matip, you still had Trent, I think was on that side. So there's there were avenues where players could have shut him down. It's a foul. It is not a red card. And I'm kind of surprised that Liverpool or that Liverpool haven't um, appealed this red card. Because it was so – I don't know what you can and can't appeal, I should say, but I'm surprised that they haven't said anything to appeal or – It, it they... is appealable. I know that. Uh... Yeah, we kind of lost – froze. We froze for we froze Woodsy for a moment. I think he's run out of air. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Um, it, oh, you got me. If yeah, you we're to, back. If now. you want to go, how about this? we'll we'll keep it we'll keep it to to this this matchup. Uh, two years ago was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago. Mohamed Salah is in on goal, one on one. Yep. Jamal Lasell literally shoves him in the back, inside the box. Not even a call. Not a foul, not a pen. And nothing. why do we have? Why don't we have? We had VAR. Why don't we have a system that says, "Oh, hey, this is a foul." Oh, wait, yes, yeah. we do. But I'm, but I'm just saying, there was more contact in that, and that wasn't called than there was in the Virgil Van Dyke tackle, and and he got actually got the ball. There wasn't even a, an attempt from Jamal Jamal Lascelles to get the ball during that yeah. game. Um, and he, you can go back and look at it. I mean, it was it that that one was a clear and obvious mistake. Yeah. Um, but I, I just don't – I don't know what 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 these referees are, are being taught, what they're being uh, – you know, what the, what they're being told by by the higher-ups, by Howard Webb. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not it's not beneficial for the, the game. Right. Uh, it's not. Let's, uh, let's move to something else that's kind of beneficial to the game. Adds a little more competitiveness. West Ham. West Ham have yeah. been playing well these last couple matches. Uh they had a rough season last year, although I guess suppose rough in domestically. They did win the European Conference uh, League last season, so they did get a trophy. Um, they're playing. They're David Moyes has them playing well, um, well enough in the sense that they've got seven points. They're not in the bottom like some people thought they would be when they sold Rice, and I think they've done good. Good. Uh, They've done good business with the Rice money. They've gotten three standout – well, I wouldn't say standout yet, but they've gotten quality for their money. They end up getting James Ward-Prowse, Alvarez, uh, another midfielder who's supposed to be be a replacement for Rice, and they went and picked up uh, Kudis, who is supposed to be nasty, from PSV? From Ghana, I believe. Well, I mean – Oh, where do you play? Oh, yeah, I it's, it's, it's one of those era de la Z teams, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You're <laughs> gonna be you can pick one of those Dutch pick, teams out there. Right, no, it's like one of the three. It's either AZ Alkamar, PSV, or Ajax. Come on. Yeah, right. It's nothing yeah. else. It's nothing else. <laughs> That's so true, though. 
You're not going to get like, oh, what is it? Every now and then you get a Feyenoord in there. but That's true. That is fine. I kind of forgot about them. But they don't win that often, so you kind of forget true. about them. True. Um, I believe I think they might have won last year. It was either them or PSV. I can't remember. Uh, it's one of the two. Might have been actually. Um, that's but uh, <laughs> no. I, listen, that's that uh, that that so signing of Muhammad Kudus is yeah. a hell of a signing. So and this I, makes I, them kind of for real this season, at least not yeah. finishing the bottom half of the table. It it also. So obviously we we've talked about it before. I think with the the Lucas Paqueta um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, betting scandal and uh, how that might influence the team. If if indeed, and, and personally, I think it's the, the league's going to wait till probably May, you know, to to issue anything like they did with with Ivan Tony, wait till the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but but if if indeed they do come through with something earlier, Kudus fits that that hole that right that right there that Paqueta would leave. So. Um, getting that signing in, I think, was probably one of the more important ones that they've had um, this summer. Um, holy crap, James Ward-Prowse. Where the hell was this with Southampton? Like, what well, is signing? Surround yourself with quality. No, you surround right? yourself with quality, and you get quality right. back. He's playing on a team yeah. who thought – who were tipped to be relegated anyway, so what's the – I'm not saying you shouldn't play and- – and for your club anyway to I'll play admit, out, but like admit, Aaron, I'll admit I I thought there were rumors of Liverpool. Yeah, like I I honestly thought that the there were rumors that he was going to end up coming to Liverpool, and I I was like I don't want him here. I don't I don't, I don't think he's that good. You know he, he wouldn't. Where's he going? He's not going to start. You know for the money that they wanted to pay, what a bargain you could end up being for West Ham. What an absolute bargain. He could end up being. Um, it may only be one year, two years that he's actually this good, but he's already proven, and he hasn't even hit a free kick yet. You know, like yeah, he hasn't even made true. one of those, uh, and he's already, you know, playing pretty damn well. So, props to West Ham. They, their recruitment team, led by uh, I think it was Tim Stuyton, is is their their director of football. Um, West Ham fans, I'll bet you it's nice to actually have a real director of football for once uh, that actually knows what he's doing. He's He's been on top of it, uh, you know. Even tried to get one of the the young players from City uh, on a deal, but that that fell through. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the guy the guy's been doing a hell of a job. They've been doing a great job. The only the only thing I hope they don't do because it it will definitely ruin it is go after Harry Maguire and finally get Harry Maguire. He's like I uh, leave him where he deserves to be at Manchester United. That's what I'm just saying. Well, I think Ten Hag said that he has no intentions of selling Harry Maguire at this point because it's probably too late in the Good. window to get a, a replacement. And as bad as Harry Maguire well, actually is, too. so there's that. He, he's going to find playing time within tournaments. He's going to find playing time with injury. Uh, it's 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 just he's so doofy is the problem. Like he actually had, I think, the, the highest tackle rate on – Man United up at like I think it was like eighty percent somewhere up north of eighty percent. So it's not like he's a bad player. He just has he just does. It's like De Gea. He just does dumb things sometimes, yeah. and it and it kills him. And it always gets magnified because his forehead's about four acres wide. So it's like <laughs> there it is. It's actually, it's it's a five head, <laughs> not a forehead. <laughs> but. West West Ham, I think, only really need to get a striker. 
at this point. Yeah. I think to round out to round out the summer's transfers, a striker would be. I, I would say maybe a center back. The best window, eh, probably a center back too. They probably could use coverage or not have. I, I think they definitely need at least one one defender. I think would do them a, a load of justice there. Um, uh, because I, I'll be honest with you, I, I can see them. At some point, I can see them leaking a lot of goals. You know, Thilo Carrer, you know, back there. You got Kurt Zuma's not the greatest. No, I think he's serviceable. And I think for serviceable for a, a mid-table team. So yeah. he, he fits that role for now. And they probably don't have the money at this moment to actually go out and buy one. They'll probably have to get a loan in, which, which is fine for most teams who yeah. only really need coverage anyway. Uh, so... Like, West Ham just had a weird blip season last year. I think they got caught with not having enough players for coverage because in that European conference, I think they were averaging like three and a half goals. And then when they came domestically, it was like a goal and a half. So where the goals – where how did the goals evaporate? It really actually shows the fact that the Premier League is this strong from top to bottom, and it's really, it's really freaking hard to score goals – in this league. Uh, yeah. And the season before that, they ended up seventh getting the, you know, European conference and they put up a good, good number of points. So it's not, it's a nice little surprise that West Ham have are doing as well as they are. And I hope they continue to, you know, evolve and play better and they don't flop midway through the season, but it is only three games through. So Yeah. From what I, I thought that ahead. was the best the best execution of a David Moyes game plan I've ever seen, in my opinion. Um, sitting they back, but, yeah. But I would I would ask you this: Is this the best? Is this the most surprising team that that you've seen in, in the first three game weeks? Is this the most surprising team, West Ham? Um, I would actually have to go. So I'm going to say no because that's because I'm obviously changing my mind here. But I, I actually think it, it's probably Spurs. I, yeah, I, I think it's job. actually Spurs. Uh, I didn't think they would be able to transition this well under Ange. Uh, I thought there was going to be a little bit more bumps in the road. Uh, not to knock what West Ham are doing. They are. That's why we're talking about them. But. West Ham also, or West Ham Spurs are also up there. Uh, they signed, they signed James Madison, who, and this is why I said, I think Harry Kane picked the wrong time to leave. And it's there's nothing. There's nothing maybe that's why they're good. <laughs> that's what I said too, though. I was like, maybe he was the reason why he was bringing down every year. It was like, is Kane going to leave? So there's always that rumor mill going, and it's not even just the transfer window season it's literally through the whole season so now that that weight is gone they can actually concentrate on playing soccer and not who the hell are we going to feed it to and yeah i actually think kane picked a bad time to leave and going to byron isn't really a bad move either so they're, he's going to win trophies obviously but it could end up being a win-win but the way the spurs went out and signed players like they've got a I think they were missing a playmaker, a creative playmaker like James Madison is. And I think they went out and signed – let me see. I think Emerson Royal has been pretty – he's stepped up his game again. 
Um, Basuma actually is looking pretty good. Um, I think he was worth the 30 million that they signed him for. He was injured last season. And I think he's really, he's stepped up his game as well. Pedro Poro is looking a little bit better, not as mentally head shaky as other times when he was signed in the winter time. Uh, Pepe Sar looking like a really good signing. That was another player Villa really wanted to get their hands on. Just what couldn't get what it. What a good signing that was. Yeah. So, Really, and they got Manor, Manor Solomon for free. Like they've made good signings this summer. Window. Yeah, I don't even I, think I, he's played that much to be honest. No, with you. I think he's, is he no. injured? I, no, I think he's at, he's not injured, but I don't think he's integrated to the squad as quick as uh, Ange wants him to be. And r- really, the only blemish on this team at this point is Richarlison. I mean, their defense too. Honestly, and I'm not a fan of Vicario. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Oh, uh, the ke- the new keeper. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him, but that's okay. I mean, you go to the race I mean, hey, if you can, on the downside. If you can defend the way they're defending, you only need your keeper to do so much. You True. know, like and that and that's I mean, it's another reason why they were also in the market for David Ryan. They wanted a guy that, that could, you know, be, be Play that a guy, competent but, goalkeeper. Yeah. So they don't yeah. have to worry about that. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. A lot of the, a lot of the good signings, that's a good shout. Again, the blemish on there is is Richarlison. Yeah. Um, so I think you know, there's there's a few days left in the transfer window. Closes on September first. Um, I think it's like six p.m. here. Six, I think it's six p.m. Like for us um, for you know, on the East Coast. So uh, it, it definitely it gives them a little bit of time to, to get yep. something in. Maybe get a striker. Uh, there's a lot of. I mean, listen, they got the money. So if they want to go out and get a good striker, they can go get one. That's not necessarily true that they have the money. That might actually go towards uh, funding the new stadium that they have as well. True. So they're, I'm sure they can split the cost and, you know, yeah. some of this will go to striker. Some of this will go to the new stadium that they just put up. So, but if there's, a, all if that, there's a deal to be had though, I think they go for it. Right? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I would. I mean, if you can get a, a you don't even have to be top notch. You just have to be better than Richarlis. And, <laughs> I, I I might be on the transfer list for them. You never know. You know that's that's how bad Richarlison's been. Um, there's a good chance they go for my weak and my my right foot is weak. My left foot is even weaker. So that's that, that's how uh, that's how my game is played. Basically, it's the same as Richarlison if you really would think about it. Yeah. Um, both of us could have started for Brazil in the World Cup. Yeah. Well, that's not true. He actually only plays in cup. Like he only balls out in cup tournaments. That's it. But again, against weaker opponents. Wow. <laughs> he, he should be good in the early rounds of the EFL Cup for Spurs. If I'm, if I'm. He actually did score today. <laughs> did he score today? There yes. you go. There you go. That's <laughs> hold on. That's exactly the games you got to play him. Get him, get him off the, off the pitch for for any big game or anything. Even when actually, he scores, it was games, though, his team usually lose. So it was against Fulham. Oh wait, what did you just say? Hold on. Even even when even when he does score, his teams usually lose. If you look at the the one time he scored last year, his team <laughs> lost eighty seconds later. So, oh, so they played Fulham and he scored. Uh, actually, Spurs scored all the goals. It ended up being a one-one draw. They had to go to pens. Oh. And uh, yeah, Spurs he scored lost. the own goal. Uh, Mickey Vandeveen again. Yeah. That's his second one. He's only played four games. Yeah, I actually think I, I like him. I'm, I'm a I like player. him a lot. I'm a Wolfsburg fan, so I'm a little disappointed that he left for Spurs. But um, 
Yeah, Fulham won five three on pens. Speaking of Bundesliga, shout out to uh, to Heinz, uh, the Frankfurt fan at Wolf at Wolfsbeergarden all the time. Oh good, heck yeah, good good guy. If you ever want to go watch a game, a Bundesliga game with somebody, go watch a Bundesliga game with him. You'll learn a yeah. lot. You will learn yeah. a lot. Um, not not just about the game and uh, but you you name you name the topic. Guy guy is a a a pool of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Many sense of the word of the term for sure. All right. Since it's almost getting that time, let's move on to uh, predictions for match week four. All right. It's, it's, listen, I, I think I did pretty good last week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I would say I'm, I didn't count up my points last week. I forgot to. I'm not, not about to do the math on, well, recorded. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, just assume, we'll just assume that I got somewhere in the seven to ten ballpark. This time, all right. If you want me to, I'll read off uh, Rhett's uh, scores sure. if you want to. If you sure. want, to. give me a give me a game there, brother. So we'll start at the top. We'll do Luton and West Ham. Luton, Luton is home. Ham. Luton is home. They get to play home for a change. Is it is it actually at their stadium? Uh, well, Can if it that? it would have been canceled otherwise, right? I I thought they put in. Well, I, I thought that's why the Burnley really. match didn't get to play because they were doing yeah. repairs, and I thought I had. Heard that they were postponing that one, and then they'll be able to play the next match. I I could see them moving to a to a a, a closer stadium, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if they if they if they did that. But uh, if if it is at home for Luton, uh, big big day for them. Uh, they're playing West Ham, team that's really hot right now. Um, sorry for the home opener, for, uh, Luton fans, but it's uh, I got four nil. Uh, four nil for West Ham uh, over Luton. Rhett is uh, oh, it's about half what I'm doing, so he's going two nil. I'll I'll stick it in between. I am a three nil. <laughs> 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 All right, Sheffield United and Everton. Sheffield United is at home. Man, Everton every single match week are they like the worst game on the docket? Is it is it then oh, when you're week? in the bottom of the league? Doesn't Still have not scored pretty. a goal. Obviously, have no wins, uh, no points. Um, however, I think they do come out of this one with a single point. I do think it's going to be a one-one draw. Sheffield's not blowing me away. They look decent at times uh, against uh, Nottingham Forest uh, and City. Uh, yeah, in the, in the last match. Uh, I, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one because I can I can see that one either being a draw or a Sheffield win. So, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go one one. Uh, Rhett is gonna go one nil. Sheffield, Everton still not scoring. Uh, if if I hope his prediction is actually correct in all honesty. I actually said one nil. My or uh, hold on, that's not true. I said one uh, one, I believe. So a draw. Going with a draw. So we at least, we at least we're giving Everton fans something to to that, walk away a with. Little a little Yeah, right. A little reprieve. <laughs> Um, I actually went away from my predictions. Here we go. Uh, let's do Brentford Bournemouth. Born Brentford is at home. This one, so Bournemouth need a need a uh, need a strong performance here. Uh, the the first three match weeks haven't gone you know the the way they've wanted. Uh, obviously, goals have been hard to come by for them so far. Um, which which has been that way for a lot of the teams in the middle of the pack and lower towards the bottom of the table. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go with a draw here as well. I'm going to go 1-1 with this one as well. 
I, I think Brentford has been playing pretty darn well. Uh, I played a decent game against Palace uh, this past week. Uh, I got a draw to that one. I think this one's going to be quite similar. Um, my, my guy to watch, though, if you're, if you're watching Bournemouth, you've got to watch Kirkhez, uh, the young uh, Hungarian left back for Bournemouth. The guy is, the guy is a super talent. Uh, mm-hmm. I doubt he'll be on Bournemouth next year. I think he gets picked up. He's that good. Um, but I'm going 1-1. Red, Red has a Brentford win, a 2-1 Brentford win uh, on, on that one. Uh, so he's got he's got Brentford picking up the points in Bournemouth with another dud of a performance. I'm actually feeling that scoreline too, two one Brentford, um, Bournemouth. Just I don't know they're they've got some flair with like some of their players, but just not all. What I think they need to do is what they did last year and push Phil Billingsley Phil Billingsley up again in more of an advanced attacking role when he gets up there it's really hard to guard a guy who's six foot six yeah that's uh, how they beat that's how they beat liverpool yeah <laughs> he was the one that scored the goal you know yeah he's he's in fact he probably should have had a goal last match he just pulled it wide of the post and it was such a solid strike that everybody was surprised it didn't actually go in and you know you know who actually really had a great game i, I, I gotta i gotta say against uh for bournemouth last time against spurs was that was semenyo uh mm. Very lively when the ball was at his feet. Yes. Made some nice runs. Um, they're 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 only missing the end product, Bournemouth. That's yes. the thing. They they've got everything else. They've been defending pretty darn well for the most part. Um, a lot of the goals that they've had have been, you know, against them have been kind of unlucky in, in some ways. So I I would say that that they're stronger than what their record is right now. But unfortunately, the record is what they are. So um, <laughs> they are who they thought we. They were. are who we thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> Um, moving on to Burnley and Spurs. This game, I think, has uh, Spurs written all over. This is one of those games where I think James James Madison's going to tear it up. Uh, I had this one actually kind of starred uh, for one of the games I want to watch this week because it's oh. it's it's a team that's flying high right now and a team that's looking to get off the schneid with a young coach that needs to make a prove a point. Sure. Um, Burnley didn't play too bad against Aston Villa. Aston Villa just overpowered them when they wanted to. That's the yeah. thing. Um, I think it's going to kind of be the same deal this week with, with Spurs. I got 3-1 Tottenham over Burnley. Um, Rhett is going almost the same score. He's got 2-1 Tottenham over Burnley. I went 3-1 myself, uh, Spurs. So, unfortunately, Burnley is just not going to get off the schneid. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea and Forrest. What are we feeling? This Chelsea one's gonna home. be this one's gonna be interesting, man. I, I could see this one going any which way you name it. Uh I'm gonna go with Chelsea 2-1 uh on this one. I think that they, you know, they they got a little extra rest. They got an extra day having played on Friday. Um, so they'll 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 get that. I think Pochettino is it finally felt like he got everything clicking. Raheem Sterling played a great game yeah, uh, for once. Uh, so I, I do think Chelsea are going to ride a little bit of momentum. Uh, it's going to be close, so I'm going to go 2-1. Uh, Rhett is going to go draw 2-2 uh, with Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest haven't been playing terrible football. They just they just can't defend. I agree. I think I, I went with Chelsea 2-1. And I was a little bit – I was like, maybe they'll put in two. But I think that the bubble is kind of going to pop. The emotional high of scoring two goals and then also losing 3-2 – throughout you know the the rest of that match and the way they did they lost 
I think is going to carry into the next match. So um, I'm going to go 2-1 yeah. uh, Chelsea. And, and, and I'll tell you what, uh, that Nottingham Forest team, they're no slouch. No, um, they're, they've Brendan, Brendan Johnson, real good player. He's going to get ball. Hopefully he stays with them. I hope that Villa get him. Uh, also, Morgan Gibbs-White, really good player. Uh, and Awani is turning up uh, a good season for what oh they bought him for. I, I, you know, he's starting to turn in some some goals, some investment. Only, if only the uh, the English could could see it back in their conscience about four four or five years ago to give him his uh, his visa so he could play for Liverpool. Oops, uh, we have we had him, and we basically you know it, it, we had him for five years, and it took him to the fifth year to get that visa oh, in order wow. to play. Yeah. So. And then literally we we sold them right off to Union Berlin after that for like Oops. twelve million pounds. So they, uh, I, I'm proud he's doing good though. He's uh, he was always one of those guys physically just gifted. Oh, like, yep. He may not have all the other intangibles that Holland and, and Nunez and you know Kane strikers like that have, but he's he's, he's a force. big and he's, he's strong and he can run quick. Oh yeah, that helps. Um, City. Fulham City at home, easy one. City three 0 I think that's a, a cakewalk for them. Uh, uh, Red's actually thinking the same thing. He's got four nil. Oh wow! Okay, uh, I actually went with uh, two to one City. Why? Wow, Things are gonna be close. I do. Um, Fulham are weird, and <laughs> they just know they they score on set pieces really well, and I, I think. As long as they can keep City away from corners and set pieces, which is really hard to do when you have Jack Grealish uh, as as a starter, um, Bert Birch and Leno is a good shot stopper, and he he knows how to read read shots really well. It comes down to whether they they as in City can capitalize on set pieces. I could see. I, I can see I see where you're coming from because Fulham have been there they are one of those no quit type teams they are gonna get Tim Ream back uh, for this match that's so that good. is also a big uh, that's a big plus and they and they played they played city pretty well at, at least if I remember one one of the two matches last year mm-hmm. I could see that happen uh, especially without no Kevin De Bruyne he got me thinking about my score, but I'm, I'm going oh, to stick, stick with your gut I'm gonna stick with it three nil that's got four nil but you got me thinking though uh, moving on to Brighton and Newcastle, they're playing at the Amex. This one, this one could go either way. Um, Brighton's last performance against West Ham proved to me that you can actually, you, you can, you can, chink. yeah, chink in the armor. You, you can, you can be, you can beat uh, Brighton by letting them also play their game. Uh, and I, I didn't think a team could actually do that the way West Ham did. Not props to, to them. Uh, Basically, just saying, "Hey, we're going to defend and counter. That's yeah. it. We're going to defend and counter the whole game, and it worked." Um, I see that. I see this one uh, tight. I think. I think the the uh, the offense is going to be at display, but I do think it's going to be a little tighter. I'm going to go two one Newcastle. They get back in the winners column yep. uh, with that one over Brighton. Uh, Rhett has three one Newcastle, so he's kind of thinking the same thing. Living uh, living the Newcastle life. Uh, I went. 2-2 two, two draw. Uh, I I think 
that Deserby is going to get everyone's head screwed on right. There was nothing. Brighton didn't do anything wrong, but not finish. They had a, a massive amount of the possession. They had a massive amount of touches. They just couldn't get the ball in the back of the net. And uh, Ariola was playing out of his mind. He was on his head the whole game. And yeah. I, I think they just ran into a shot stopper that was on his day. And they ran into a team who, like you said, took advantage of them being sucked in so far. And all they had to do was throw it up top and let uh, Mikel Antonio, Paqueta, and, and Jared Bowen run on it. So I don't think – I don't think Eddie Howe is going to do the same thing that Moyes did. He's going to look at it and be like, okay, if we have to do it, we'll do it, but we're still going to play our high press. We're still going to invade their their third, and we're going to get our goals quickly like that. But I think that this match is the one I watch. On Newcastle, though? I'm sorry? Week, do you think Newcastle's loss from to Liverpool last week lingers on them at all? Or There's a possibility. If, if it was – Somebody who wasn't Eddie Howe or a top goal, a top manager, I would probably agree with that. But I think that Eddie Howe is is an exceptional manager that he'll be like, look, we're on to Cleveland. Let's let's we, we dropped <laughs> the old we, Bill Belichick. <laughs> we dropped three points. We're there's nothing we can do. It's all in the past. We need to focus on on what's the next match here. So I think I think he's just gonna head down, go. I like that. I like that. Uh, next match, we got Palace and Wolves. We are playing at Selhurst Park. Um, so this this is going to be a big one. So I, I'm I'm actually paying attention to the the transfer rumors right now around Cheek Decore possibly leaving, mm-hmm. um, which I, I think would be a bigger loss for Palace against a better team. Uh, I don't think it'll be a problem against Wolves because they're most likely going to lose Mateus Nunez as well, who's now training by himself. Yeah. Uh, at, at Wolves, so. I like Palace in this one. I like Palace. Uh, I think they really will be able to control this game. Uh, I think Eze and Elise will 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 take this game to to the levels that it needs to be taken in order to, to get to get the three points. Um, Roy Hodgson, I think, so far has been a pretty decent game manager uh, as far as getting out what he needs to get out from his squad. So I'm going two nil Palace over Wolves. Rhett is saying the same thing. Two nil. Uh, I went with a one one draw. I do think. Like what we saw from last week with Jose saw if he he commands his box like he did last week. What a save. Dude, his save was so insane. And the Pickford, I know I don't really like Pickford either, but the save, the reaction save he had uh, like five minutes before that was awesome as well. Who had the better save? Was it Jose saw or Allison Becker against El Moron? That was, that's actually a tough question because both of those were <laughs> They both could honestly be up for save of the year. That's how good I they think were. I would just lean Saw because of how deep he was in his own goal to be able to get enough on it to tip it up over the bar. I, I, I think that's an incredible you know, feat of strength and reaction and everything that he, he did that match, he did no wrong. I'm not saying that should be looked on accounted as well, but it, it was a phenomenal save. Both saves were phenomenal. Um, I forgot what I was going on about. Anyway, we'll just move on to the next one: Liverpool Villa. <laughs> let's let's. See. This is going to be the interesting one. Uh, this this one, 
I, I'm so still I'm still up in the air about it. I know it's going to be a close game. It's going to be it's always been a close game between these two teams the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, besides, like maybe one one t- one game. Um, there's been a bunch of late goals. Uh, unfortunately for your guys, um, Liverpool have had a lot of two one wins after 90 minutes. If you yeah, know what I mean. Man, <laughs> but uh, <trust> me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm actually gonna stay with that theme. I'm going two uh, one. Liverpool uh, getting a win. I think Darwin Nunez starts. I think Darwin Nunez scores. I think he got a lot of good chances against Villa last year when they played each other uh, mm-hmm. at Villa, uh, at Villa Park. So this one, this one being at home, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Liverpool two one. Uh, Rhett is going Liverpool as well. He's going three one. Yeah, well, I'm going to not do that for obvious <laughs> reasons and say that Villa win four two. I have wow. no reason other than the fact that I am pulling energy from the fact that we won 7-2 five years ago, four years ago. But <laughs> not at Anfield. I mean, it's at Anfield. It was at Anfield, that 7-2. No, no, that yes, was at Villa Park. No. Yeah. Wait. Uh, Liverpool, uh, you know how I know that? Liverpool wore their ugly black uh, kits <laughs> that, that game. That's how I, that was the first time I saw, I saw that kit in person. I was like, yeah, it looks like crap. Uh, so I bought one. That's what I did. I went and bought one. This is always a smart way to go about it. But right? <laughs> I, I, this match is going to be exciting. This is another one of those uh, uh, starred matches. This one and I think oh, yeah. um, Brighton and Newcastle are the, the starred matches for I, this I match. would say this one and the one right after it. And then this one as well. Arsenal, United. And uh, uh, it's at um, – I wow, Gunners. Um, why did I just forget? It's at Arsenal. I just totally uh, forgot. Yeah, I don't know why I just blanked on that. I literally got everybody else but Arsenal's. <laughs> oh, well. Um, this one, man. This game is going to be – this is this is the game of the week. If you're going to watch anything, watch this game. I don't, like, even if even if you're a fan of one of the other teams, you got to put what you're doing down and just watch this game because I think neither of these teams really have proven anything yet. Uh, I this season, agree with that. Especially Manchester United. They – Honestly, Very the fact that they have uh, six points out of the season, I think, is a miracle. Um, Arsenal did not look good last week. I did. I wasn't really bought with the way they played against Crystal Palace. I didn't think it was as good as they've been as they're capable of. Yeah. Um, I think the offense, uh, offensively, they're not showing me enough to really want to pick them to win this game. Um, then again, Manchester United have been so horrible. But then again, the way they, they fought back this week, being down to, uh, you know, still being able to come back and get it, even though it was a bit dodgy. I got this game going 2-2. Uh, I, I I can't separate anything yet that's going to tell me. If anybody's going to get this one and nick, and, and nick it at the end, it's going to be Arsenal. But I'm going 2-2. Uh, Rhett's uh, going 3-1 Arsenal, which is the other scoreline I was, I was thinking about. But – uh, Rhett's going 3-1 Arsenal over United. You couldn't make it a happy, easy 3-1 either, because I went 3-1 as well. Did you? Uh, yeah, seriously, I went 3-1. And by the way, uh, people, we don't share until we get, like, the day of just yeah. before the show. We don't really – I don't even pay attention to what you guys put in, to be honest. I just copy <laughs> it and paste it in, into the – I don't – I. Well, if it's anything like the way I did last week, you might want to just copy mine. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Stop. 
Oh boy. All right. Uh, we're hitting the 115 marker here. Uh, and I was say, not beers, beers on Sunday. Beer, yes, definitely beers on Sunday. I will be there for sure. I will be the only. And if there's any Aston Villa fans, please come down to Wolf's Beer Garden. We yes, and there's. Aaron, I, I'll tell you this: there are a few of them out there, and they they are out there. I've, I've met a, quite a few actually. <laughs> um, they're, no, they're they're there's some damn good fans. I gotta say, uh, there's actually some Wolves fans out there too I've in the Cavalry that are yeah. that are really good fans. So you know, the the more the merrier, in, in yeah. my opinion. Oh, mate. Look. I mean, it's the best sports soccer bar on the planet. I'm, I'm going yeah. down. Uh, I'm dying on that ship. I don't care. Oh yeah, me too. Listen, I'm already. I'm the. I'm, the, I'm driving that bus, man. Wherever that bus is going, I'm driving it. <laughs> All right. I don't have any true false because I wasn't prepared for this, so I was barely prepared to put up a, a any type of. I got two. You no. Know, you have two? All right. I got shoot. two. I'm going to shoot them right to you. That's fine. That's right. All right. First one. True or false? The Premier League goes back on their stances with these cheap yellow cards by match week 10. False. Uh, they <laughs> they can't even they can't even get their head screwed on right to figure out what it right is. So what? there's no real uh, reason for me to believe that they're going to admit that they're wrong. And that's the other part, too, is – are they willing to admit that? Because at this point, they've—I think they're just going to stick with it and work through the growing pains. Last one: true or false? West Ham are a top four contender. False. There's too many other quality uh, teams ahead of them. I think they definitely will be mid as far as like twelve to eight, and they might push European Conference this year. But um, there's still that top that's way too top heavy and i think by christmas we'll sort out that it'll probably be like arsenal and liverpool and and maybe brighton still in there and newcastle so i just don't see um they just don't have that quality yet to get over into the top four i've got Um, one more for you okay the relegation battle will be over by the end of april uh, all three teams will you, already know will be relegated. Oh, all three teams. True, it's looking pretty dire for most of these teams that are right. down there. The the fact that uh, Everton haven't scored, Luton Town is, is is Luton Town, and unfortunately, they just haven't bought enough in order to, you know, live in the Premier League. And whoever that third team is right now, it's Burnley. I I, I think it might actually end up being. Probably Sheffield United gets sent down. I'm, I'm not sure actually what I put up for my who got relegated. I, I'll tell you what I might be with the with, uh, with last Saturday's uh, results for Wolves. I might be eating my words. Maybe. Uh, oh yeah, I did say Everton. Wolves. You know, I, I, I try to put Everton down there where I knew they belonged. But I'm pretty sure I also put Wolves, Everton, and Luton Town because of the money I mean, issues, and they lost Lopetegui. Yeah. Why wouldn't I think that? You know, yeah, and Gary O'Neill. You know what, Aaron Burnley has come out of the gate worse than I thought they would have. Yeah, same. Um, they they're a team that that I I honestly thought were going to come out a little bit stronger. Yep. Obviously, it looks like they're going to try to reinforce here. They're they're going to put in a bid for for uh, Johan Bakayoko from from PSV. Yeah, I hope they don't because I I want that kid on my team real bad. He's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, who who knows at this point? It's. It's a uh, it's a crapshoot at the bottom as much as it is at you know for the most part at the top. Yeah, know? 
I, I actually do have a true false. I, I just thought of it. True. Um, true false. The first manager to be. It, sorry, hold on. Oh, hold on. The there will two managers will be uh, sacked by match week six. I don't care who they are, but I'm saying two managers at that point will be sacked. False. I'm going to say that because Everton are stupid. They're going to keep Sean Dyche until the winter. Oh, they um, might keep him even after the winter window like Leeds yeah, did. Uh, they they might. Uh, so I'm going to go false. I'm going to say because the, there's like three or four that I can see being under under fire right now. I don't think the Bournemouth manager is under fire. Iraola, uh, I think he just needs time. He's They haven't been that, that bad. Um, They've scored goals at least, yeah. you know. Like Luton, Luton Town, I think are 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 one for to be in the mix. I think um, depending on what continues to happen with Nottingham Forest, despite getting the the win in match week two, um, I think that's a bit of a, a bit of an issue for them. Is is Steve Cooper? Uh, obviously, always kind of been on the hot seat with that guy. Yep. Um, Sheffield United, obviously, I think is a big one. Wolves, obviously. Just got the new manager. Let's see how he continues on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go false. I, I think there's there's way too much up in the air. There's not so much distance between any of these teams quite yet. That's fair. Um, I would say we don't – I would even go as far as saying we don't see one until at least match week 10. That was what my – as soon as I said six, I was like, that's too soon. I should have said like nine, it's, 10, 11. It's not though. We had two managers fired I think after four weeks last year. So that's remember because we had we had uh, the Bournemouth manager uh, Scott Parker, yeah, yeah, Scott Palmer was gone, and I'm trying to think of who the was it Thomas Tuchel? Oh, probably. I think it was, or, I think it was Thomas six, Tuchel. Eight somewhere in there. Somewhere around, yeah, I think it, two of them were, were were pretty close. Yeah, um, I think yeah, I think maybe it might have been five or six match weeks for for Tuchel. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's. It's it's happened. Crazy shit's happened, man. <laughs> it's possible. Anything's possible in the Premier League, baby, and uh, that's why we love covering it. So, right. you guys, thank you for uh, sticking around. We obviously don't know how to keep time because we don't have Rhett here, so we just like to talk and spew out whatever we have. We, we just don't care. We know you love hearing it, so thank you for staying around this long. Um, if you could follow us, uh, like us, subscribe, follow us, anything please uh we love it um we're on facebook we're on instagram we are not on x um i refuse to go on twitter there actually? is it twitter yeah. x i don't know it, i just it's... see x i'm assuming it's the x-men or you Should know have just called it twerks and that would have been awesome. it. you know it's what um, I would have we're you know you can hear us on spotify youtube see us on youtube if you want to see our ugly mugs it's fine if you don't um wherever anchor drops pretty much we're on there so um, again, this has been a wonderful episode of Swinging at Shins. Woodsy, yeah. thank you. See you. I'll see you Sunday. We'll have some beers, brother. We'll have some beers. I'll see you Sunday. Adios, everybody. Well, guys, that was an episode of Swinging at Shins. We appreciate you for coming out and listening to us. If you guys want to hear or see more, we have links in the description below. We hope to hear from you soon and hear more about what you have to say. <laughs>